Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. Every Monday and Wednesday, I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Want to receive 10 tips to eat less water for your summer parties? Go to eatlesswater.com to download the free list. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Hi, welcome. This is Florencia Ramirez, and this is the How to Eat Less Water podcast, episode four, how to choose your next bottle of wine. Consider this. One glass of white wine is equivalent to 29 gallons of water. And one glass of red wine, the kind that I prefer, is 32 gallons of water. If you look at the entire wine region area in the U.S., which most of it is in California, collectively wine grapes sipped a little over 1 trillion gallons of water from wells and rivers across the state in one year alone. Climate change is going to increase the need for irrigation. We're already beginning to see that as summers become longer and hotter and the winters become colder. One study found worldwide, viticulture acreage will not be suitable for wine production by 2050. And in California, where most of our grape growing happens in the United States, it's predicted wine grapes will decrease between half to 63% by 2050. The good news is there are ways to farm wine grapes that use less water and are more climate resilient. I learned this when I spent the day with Mike Bezinger in Sonoma, California, who is my tour guide and the founder of Bezinger Family Wines. In my book, I write about my experience at the Bezinger family farm, which was really an incredible blueprint of what winemaking can become to save water and really be part of the solution. And in future episodes, I will bring on experts so you could also spend time with farmers who are so passionate about the food and the drinks that they make. And that was certainly the case with Mike Bezinger. When I spent the day with him, he shared with me how when he first got into winemaking, he brought out the experts and they showed him where on his property he should be planting his grapes, what concoction of chemicals he should be mixing up, where he should be applying that concoction onto his soil. And the reason why the experts tell you that is because they don't want your grapes to have to compete with anything else. So you don't want your grapes to compete with bugs is the thought. You don't want them to compete with other animals. 
Uh, you want to keep as many grapes on that vine because it's money, right? So then one day, him and his wife come outside onto their gorgeous property. But what they realize is that there was no sound on his property. It was silent. There was no buzzing of honeybees. There was nothing. He had done exactly as he was told to remove all other life besides those wine grapes on his land. And when I went to visit this winery, it was not that. It was vibrant. There were squirrels in the trees. There were so many birds living um, on that property. And he made the conversion from what is considered conventional wine grape growing, which uses pesticides and petroleum-based fertilizers and lots of application of water. And he turned it into what is now a biodynamic farm. What is biodynamic? So that right there begins my tip for today. When I buy wine, what I look for is a biodynamic bottle of wine. And I'll go into how I find that because it's not always on the label. But first, let me explain a little bit about what is biodynamic. In biodynamics, Mike told me, they work within the natural rhythm of nature. So when a plant is outside its rhythm, it's open to disease. Modern agriculture depends on inputs of water, chemicals, and fertilizers because they operate outside of the natural rhythm of nature. And what that means on a biodynamic farm, I came to realize as someone from the outside looking in, is it really comes down to when the farmer is in alignment with nature, when all of the farm practices are in alignment with nature, then the root systems of those plants can go deeper because the soil is healthy and alive with microbiology because they aren't using the chemicals that kill that good bacteria in the soil. When it comes down to it, the key to save water is healthy soil. Because when soil is alive with organic matter, it has the ability to hold water and to draw it downward into those different layers of soil. There are four different layers of soil. So there's the topsoil, which is the most shallow part, the subsoil, the regolith, and the bedrock. So those are the four layers. So if you you think about it like cake, the top layer is the most shallow and the other layers become thicker and thicker. So when you visit Bezinger Winery, and I absolutely recommend you do so because it's, especially if you're in that Sonoma region in California, they have these tours you can take. So you jump on these trams just kind of the same way that you would if you go to Universal Studios and they'll take you to this area where they've shaved off a portion of the hillside and put a piece of plexiglass so that you can we can visually see the different layers of soil. And the part that really stood out to me is the long, lanky, licorice root systems that dig about six feet deep all the way down to that bedrock area. And I asked Mike, I said, how much of the root systems on the vineyards 
or the vineyards nearby that are conventional live in that topsoil. And he told me 99%. of the root systems on conventional farms are in the topsoil, that shallow layer. Imagine a cake that doesn't quite rise. That's the topsoil. And why this is, this is really important to know, and, and for me, it was an aha moment of recognition when it comes to how can I save water, is that if root systems live in the topsoil where they're getting the most sun and the, the most heat, then that area, and think about your own garden, is the part that dries out the fastest. So if all the root systems live in that shallow area, then when it becomes hotter, it takes more water. It's thirstier. But if most of the root systems, like in this case, where the root systems are six feet deep, then that plant is able to access water in those other three layers. And as you start to think about it, not only does that plant with deep root system have access to more water, but it also has access to more minerals, which is really important to a winemaker because it creates more complexity of flavor that we can access when it's poured out of a bottle and into your glass. How do you find biodynamic wine? It can be a little tricky at first because The wine label often doesn't say it's biodynamic or even organic on the label. And there's various reasons for this, but one is that the smaller wineries just don't have the bandwidth to get a third-party certification. And another reason is because most people don't know what biodynamic is or means, it's just not something of value. Another way to find biodynamic wines is just to start asking for them wherever you buy wine. In the show notes, I list some labels of my go-to biodynamic wines that are accessible in many places. And if you can't find them on the shelves of your nearest wine shop or grocery store, go to their websites and become members and have it sent to you. There's also a really good wine membership called dryfarmwines.com. I just got my first shipment of wine from them and they're delicious. And I have the link in the show notes for them. Dry Farmed Wines supports small family farms from around the world who grow their grapes organically, biodynamically, in small batches, and as a result, they're able to dry farm, which means there's, it's irrigation-free. And remember, they can do this because their root systems are deeper when they're biodynamic and organic. Other aspects of dry farmed wines that I'm really appreciating is their bottles are sugar-free, lower in sulfites, and lower in alcohol. And you know, it's 100% wild native yeast which is something that we don't really think about. And in biodynamic agriculture, this would be the case. But consider this, instead of using native yeast indigenous to the vineyards in the U.S., wine companies are using genetically modified yeast during fermentation. 
I'm actually really lucky. The grocery store that's just down the street from my house, which is part of the big Safeway conglomerate, has a very knowledgeable wine manager. And so I'll go in and I'll ask her, I'll, you know, if she could point out which are the biodynamic bottles. And she knows exactly which ones are and which ones are organic. And like I said, most of those bottles don't say anything about either one of those things on the label. But I have actually called some of them just to make sure that they are, in fact, biodynamic and organic. And they are. But what she'll tell me now, because she knows what I'm looking for, is she'll say, okay, this is biodynamic. This one here is really great. It's organic. This one here is corporate juice. You don't want that one. So, you know, and I don't even think, I know she's not coming at this from an environmental perspective, uh, but she's thinking about it from the standpoint of flavor. She understands that these old school farming methods like biodynamic, like organic, like dry farmed, are producing bottles of wine with more complexity. It's not just sugary juice that results from wine grapes grown on plants with shallow root systems, or what we like to call it here in California, the fancy name would be fruit forward. So she points me in the right direction. There's a lot of knowledge out there, more people who are understanding what biodynamic wine is and why it's important. And you'll find your person too who can point you in the right direction. You know, at the end of my tour at the Bezinger Winery, after I got off that tram with Mike, I made my way into the wine tasting room and had a new appreciation for the liquid poured into my glass by the gentleman on the other side of the counter. It was a liquid portrait of deep root systems, healthy soil, and less water. So I'll leave you there. Meet me here again on Monday. And don't forget to check out the show notes with a list of biodynamic wines to look for and for a link to become a member of the Dry Farm Wines family. There is power in the collective. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review, even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to Eat Less Water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Monday and Wednesday. There is power in the collective. Mm-hmm.